Attention homos and homettes, the train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. My name is Daniel. And my name is Liliana. And today on the Rainbow Rewatch, we will be re-examining Easy A and ask the question, was this movie actually any good? That's um, a sound effect for you. Um, thank you. I really appreciate that. Honestly, this movie was really good. And I feel oh. like it's underrated. It is. It is. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Me neither. You know, it's very interesting. I was just looking for a monologue for this audition thing that I was doing, and I was on this website, and they didn't have a lot of movies, but one of the movies they had monologues from was Easy A. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one? It was the monologue that Brandon gives when he's like, please, I get bullied every oh, day. Oh, yes. Yes. I remember, because I guess I can just mention this now. Do it. Um, sophomore year of high school. I was in a stage production of this movie, of, of, yeah, this movie. Yeah. And I was Brandon because, like, that was the only gay character. Mm-hmm. And I thought I did pretty, I did such a good job. I'm sure I was you did. making that audience laugh their balls off, especially during um, the fake sex scene. That, That's a great scene. I have that, like, memory, like, burn into my, like, mind because I just remember being all silly and, like, having people laugh and I love making people laugh on a stage. It's, like, my favorite thing in the entire mm-hmm. world. That part is very funny. Yeah. Um, It's a very, like, Brandon, and we're going to obviously talk about Brandon a lot because he's a very notable character and he's yeah. gay, Um, but he disappears. He was in the yeah. first 30 minutes of the movie very consistently and then he was like, bye. Yeah. Literally, he left. <laughs> he said, bye. He said, sexual. <laughs> <laughs> but not at all, because I'm a Kinsey six. Yeah. Um, yeah, but oh my God, a stage play. Didn't the same person who directed it also play the lead role she of Olive? Olive? Yeah, and I love her. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. We love choices. We love choices. That's great. I did not see that production. I'm very sorry. I was on the way to my friend's um, ski house. Oh, cute. It's very okay. cute. It's okay. We'll make it up sometime. You do the whole play right now. Yeah, okay, so... What, um, what was it with our high school doing illegal versions of movies? Because there's Mean Girls, and then there was... Easy A. Easy A. Um, there has to be one more that we're forgetting. Yeah, that I was not a part of. Someone tried to do something small. I know a few years before they did The Breakfast Club as a play. Oh, I remember that. Which is a great play. Yeah. That in that is a great... Easy A, though, as a play, Yeah. it's a lot of, like voiceovers and darting back and forth between the webcam yeah. scene and I the remember we had um voiceovers we had voiceovers for oh, that for the um, no yeah i'm pretty sure we had like voiceovers for all the recorded scenes i'm pretty sure she recorded them i guess that's the best way around it yeah, rather yeah. than having her like run over to the other side of the stage and like sit down yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but it's a very interesting movie to do as a stage play but i do really like the movie Mm -hmm. it's very my sense of humor Mm -hmm. i literally wrote when i was taking notes watching the movie because i write notes because i'm diligent when i do these episodes (laughs) ma'am um i wrote down maybe the most sarcastic person who has ever existed wrote this movie because it is so sarcastic it's very dry very dry every line is like someone saying something different than what they actually mean double entendre yeah right like the whole parents like Oh my god, that scene is so funny where the boy says that like I'm adopted, and the dad's like, "Who told you?" <laughs> but he's just black, and everyone else is white. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stanley Tucci, Chef's Kiss. I love Stanley Tucci. He is queer baiting. He also he is he not gay? No, he lives around here with a family and a daughter and a wife. He's gay in every single movie. In, in Hunger Games, he's a flaming, gay. flaming Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, he's gay in that too. What is it with Stanley Tucci playing gay characters? He's a little fruity. He's a little fruity. Also, bi. Stanley Tucci, that's a pretty gay name. Yeah, also, he could fuck me. <laughs> he lives around here. I'll call him up. Yeah, I'll know. get him on speaking arrangements. Also, <laughs> I have to, I have to pull out this one quote. I want this tattooed. Being of sound mind and below average breast size. That is a great line. That is so funny. That is very funny. And they talk about her small boobs a lot. Imagine getting cast in a role, being Emma Stone, um, who she's fine. She's yeah. fine now. But being cast in a role and being like, so um, you have 
small boobs and that's perfect for this role mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about your small boobs a lot. I feel like as an actor you have to you have to separate yourself from the role. I think of like on the office, they always talk about how Pam is like the least attractive like the most least attractive person or like you know kind of hot she's not like even the hot girls are not that hot and like they're always talking about pam um and you just have to be so okay with that as an actor they're just gonna poke at your insecurities pam also like dresses down right she's pretty she just like she i feel like she doesn't really wear a lot of makeup no that's the whole sort of point She's, she's very plain yeah um but still like you're it's about her appearance and it's inseparable i thought about that I think about this one scene all the time from, do you remember that movie Norbit? Eddie Murphy plays himself and a um, plus size woman who's his wife. Yeah. Um, And there's this one scene where he's like, he's like, Norbit's at this fair or whatever. And he sees this girl who's like also fat, like on a horse. And, someone's talking about how they feel bad for the horse or they make some sort of comment about that and it's like an actual 12 year old overweight girl who's doing this and i'm like you cast this girl being like so the whole point is that you're fat the end mm-hmm. um, also there's a character in this movie that's like that like the nerd the first guy you're right Brandon, he's like i'm just a fat fuck all right and then you have to be so okay with and I as an like, actor i feel like you have to be okay with yourself because you're going to be on screen also self-aware you have to be so oh i took on acting class and that was the whole point is like you have a type you you walk on camera people are going to think you are one way did they be tell that you way. your type it they did it was honestly weird because this class had a mix between type being physical characteristics and your vibe so physical i'm like a boy next door, Twinkie, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But my emotional type is like, she said I was a wholesome or or a diabolical mastermind. I, I could definitely see you being like a Lex Luthor sort of diabolical mastermind for sure. Which I love. But also in most of the roles I've seen you in, you've been like the little boy. Exactly. Cause like that's Jack. And that's the issue. And that's what I was telling her. I was like, I don't know how much of my type on screen is like what I look like mm-hmm. and how much is... um like who I am mm-hmm. and she was like well it's both and I was like well that's a fake answer also I feel like in stage productions it's easier to play up like the little boy thing but like in a screen where it's going to be close up you obviously are in a little boy right exactly like on screen there's a lot less forgiveness with age on when a play you can be a 30 year old playing a 50 year old like um uh 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee right 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 where there's like 30 year old 35 year olds playing 10 year olds like they're gonna need to have kids in the movie version right oh for sure they're gonna have to have actual actual kids they're making a movie version yeah um but it's very odd but yeah this this kid who says in the movie like oh i'm just a fat fuck like no one's ever gonna whatever like you have to walk into the audition and i'm sure the casting call was like 18 to 25 fat fuck (laughs) (laughs) like i wonder if they put like fat or if they put like we shouldn't be talking about this i feel like we're not no but i see it all the time on um on websites where you can like apply to auditions it will say like male or female or we want like um an asian person or we want a trans mask person i've seen a lot um like the casting call for the trans girl for for pixar the pixar movie um but so they do sometimes say what they want specifically if it has to like do they, they have, like, wait or like sometimes sometimes oh, they wow. will say like we're looking for like so- i can see height being more common. oh for sure height is all the time but they will say like it's very interesting the words they use they're like stocky yeah you know they're yeah, trying yeah. to say it without saying that mm-hmm. they're looking for a fat person um but it's 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 very interesting um and uh i don't remember what i was gonna say yeah um, i'll just do the first fun fact Oh, wait, we have a synopsis. Oh, yeah. What are you trying to skip ahead? <laughs> um, here's a synopsis of Easy A by whoever it's by. Prompted by her popular best friend to spill the details of her boring weekend, Olive, Emma Stone, a clean-cut teen, decides to spice things up by telling a little lie about losing her virginity to a college student, no less. When the high school busybody, played by Amanda Bynes, overhears the conversation and spreads it all over campus, Olive is suddenly notorious 
but for the wrong reasons. I love that this um, synopsis said campus because I would never call a high school a campus, but this high school was a campus. Yeah. It was like huge open green spaces and, and different like buildings, quads, yeah. quads and pagodas. And, uh, uh, Wait, what's a pagoda? A pagoda? Like yeah. a pavilion. Oh. It's like a pavilion. Like a piercing pagoda. <laughs> a brand. It's exactly like piercing pagoda. Mm. Like remember when they were singing in the prayer circle and they were like zoom out and they were like in that little gazebo thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's basically a gazebo. Um, but this was fucking huge. And the, prof- uh, the principal made a point of being like, this is a public school. I was like, this is the fanciest public school I've literally ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. All, okay. If you are from California, sound off. Are all schools in California outside? Because the one in Zoe 101 is outside. In Zoe 101, what other movie? I feel like we watched, it wasn't Mean Girls. Other movies that. Freaky Friday. Was, they had a pretty big. Yes, Freaky this. Friday. Yeah. Also sort of outside. Yeah. Um, and they're also from California. Mm-hmm. There has to be something. I wonder if that's what schools are like in California, if that's a fantasy. I kind of want to put my kid in school in California. I would love to go out, like walk to class, but it's walking outside. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. So COVID friendly. Mm-hmm. So COVID friendly. For sure. For sure. Want to give us a fun fact number? I would <laughs> love to. Um, according to a 2018 interview... Amanda Bynes decided to quit acting after watching herself in this film. It's so it's like, crazy. The way this is worded is so funny because it's not like Amanda Bynes decided to quit acting after this movie. No. She watched herself in this movie and she said, I'm done. I guess she must have. But it's so she must have seen herself do other things before, but maybe she was just like having like a identity crisis or I something. Think this was right before her like iconic her time. breakdown. Yeah. I hope she's okay. I, I love she, Amanda Bynes. I, I heard she's okay. I Good. Think she's been doing. I think she's been doing well. I know she was like trying to do like a fashion brand or oh, something. I would or, buy her clothes. Oh, for sure. Um, but that's so. That's so interesting. Uh, she just watched herself on screen and was like, "Um, I'm good." And Amanda Bynes, you know, I would have expected her to be the lead of this film. It seems like a perfect role for her. I wonder what happened as she auditioned for the film, and they were just like, "Oh, I guess Emma Stone's better." It seems like this was a role. Because, you know, Amanda Bynes was at that point in her career where she could play any role. Like, yeah. she was famous. Yeah. Um, Maybe they wanted a breakout star. I guess. And I don't know. I should have looked it up if Emma Stone had done a lot before this. I think this was her first big thing. Emma Stone would have been a very good um, Marianne, which is Amanda's character. She could have. Um, so I feel like that would have been funny. But but Emma Stone is so quirky and charming yeah. that you have to like her. And she is very dry. She has that, like dry sort of alto voice that yeah. that just works so well for this I role. I want to be her. I love Emma Stone, even though she had that one problematic moment oh, yeah. where she was like, I'm a Hawaiian. Um, she's great. She's great. Her and the favorite. Oh, she was so good. A great movie. She like transcended being Emma Stone. She became the character. She was she was so good and fucking Olivia Coleman in that movie. Um, yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Maybe we should do. Uh-huh. Um, people of people of the listening world, let us know if you'd like to hear this. What if we do mostly old stuff, but then sometimes we do new movies mm. that are queer? Like I just saw Patty Harrison, who's that comedian that I've been obsessed with. Remember I sent you that video of her singing that Dua Lipa? Oh my god. Fake Dua Lipa song. So funny. I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> um she's I, I would fuck a kid when he grows up. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, fucking Patty Harrison is maybe my favorite comedian ever. She's in a movie with Ed Helms that just came out where she plays a cis woman who is getting pregnant. Like her whole the whole point oh, of the she character. Trans? Patty Harrison? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She's very sickening. Oh my god, wait, I'm obsessed with her now. I'm gonna show you a video after we record. <laughs> now I understand the whole I will kill myself thing <laughs> because that's so trans. That's so trans. She's of her. so funny. Oh my god, I'm gonna be Googling her while we're talking. No, I'm obsessed with her. Um and she was just in this movie, so I would love to watch movies like that where like there are trans actors and and just like interesting situations. Um, and I would love to talk about the favorite because that movie is so yeah. gay. Um, but shall I do fun fact number two? Um, yes, please. While you're googling more about Patty Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> in every scene there is an orange or oranges. In the commentary for the film, the director said he did this to be artistic, which is a choice. I don't remember seeing many oranges. Yeah, you know I. I read this fun fact in the middle of the movie, so I was, like, trying to, like, keep an eye out. I caught an orange here and there, 
But he must have been very subtle about it because in almost every film, in almost every scene, come on. But what what about oranges is artistic? I think he's maybe going for like that um, Anderson, what's his name? Wes Anderson uh-huh. vibe. Yeah, um, like a still life moment. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but we didn't even notice it. So what does it mean being artistic? It's artistic if you're like doing something noticeable. Otherwise, yeah. it's just like Easter eggs. Like Disney movies aren't artistic because they like throw a Disney character in the background from another Disney movie. That's not what being artistic is. It's just an putting orange a, cameo. An orange cameo. I get a cameo of the uh, of uh, an orange. Mm-hmm. Maybe the annoying orange. Uh, please. <laughs> okay. So fun fact number three is. All of the webcam and narration scenes were shot in one day. Emma Stone had a 14-hour day of simply staring at a camera doing every single webcam and narration scene for the entire movie. Every so often, she would have to walk around outside to stretch her muscles from sitting for so long. I love that they got that. Because so in this movie, there is like a framing device of her doing this like webcam show. And at the end, it's revealed because that's her sh- her way of telling her side of the story to the whole school and she basically tells them that she's going to be having sex on camera <laughs> and she's just Which like is so iconic she invented only fans she invented only fans but it's really just like her sharing her point of the story um but you don't know that until the end so she shot all those in one day that's crazy mm-hmm. um that'd be a boring day yeah it's very of the time because i feel like um true it, there was a lot of those trending facebook videos where it was just silent and just moving that the captions, like mm-hmm. the, the written captions on like little post-it notes or whatever. What about webcam shows? I don't think those happen anymore. Yeah. Um, very iCarly. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Random dancing. <laughs> we need to watch iCarly. We should. I was I was one of those kids who was thought I was too cool for iCarly and then also watched it. And I don't think I was too cool. I thought it was like, it was really gay to watch iCarly. Yeah. And I was not into that. Yeah, I was, yeah. Too- it was a girl show. Yeah, exactly. And I was I like, love no. Carly. It's a great show. Yeah. It's it's a it's a great television Spencer program. Spencer is sexy. Uh, Spencer is sexy. Mm, I would let him do things to my body. Mm, I love a funny guy. Someone no. could be fucking ugly. Well, not like ugly, but if you're like <laughs> could be a five, fucking piece of trash. <laughs> if you're like a five and you're funny, you could you could do whatever you want. You could hit it. Really? Yeah. You don't like being the funny one. I just think a funny guy is very um, enthralling. I'd rather, I'd rather, I mean, yeah, I like making people laugh, but like, I need, I also like sitting in a comedy show. That's true. I like someone, I think I like, I prefer someone who has the same sense of humor as me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't need them to be funny. I'll be funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need you to be funny. I need you to be able to laugh at things and to find the things I find funny also funny. Or else that's going to be really boring if I'm the only one laughing at a movie. That sounds awful. Like, some people who have, like, really serious boyfriends, which makes me think of... So, this guy on, on Grindr, uh-huh. um, I was I was talking to, and we sent pictures, like, as you do on Grindr, and his response oh my God. was cool. I'd literally jump off of the breath and breath. I'm so sorry. If I send you steamy pictures of myself... And your response is cool. That makes me think that you're going to be the most apathetic, boring person. And I, I need a little bit more. I think some people like those type of people. People who are just like pieces of cardboard. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I need at least like a yum or like a wolf. Yeah, like even a one. fucking wolf. Give me wolf at me. <laughs> like I will accept wolf that. Wolf is so gay. No one else says that. Oh my God. Oh, so many gay men say wolf. Wolf makes me think of like we're sniffing each other, which yeah. is really what gay yeah. sex is. Um, but oh my god, saying fucking cool, and then he insulted me and got very very touchy because I said I think he, it's gonna be boring sex. Um, and then I told him his dick looked like a dead snake, and then he blocked me. So yeah. that's happening. But um, people really, I don't. I guess I like funny men. I yeah. guess it's just not. A, it's not one of my like deal breakers. If you're I like not funny, goofy guys. No. I love a goofy man. Mm-mm. The goofy story. We should do a, <laughs> a goofy story. movie. We've talked a about this before. Story, a, goofy a goofy story. My story. <laughs> <laughs> my story. And guess what, guys? It's, it's goofy. Goofy. <laughs> goofy, goofy goober. Um, fun fact number four. Olive says her name is an anagram for I love. While her last name, Pendergast, 
is an anagram for pretend shag, which is very funny and um, very smart. That was very smart of them to include. Well, I guess Pendergast, that's a stupid made-up name, so I should have I been know aware. I with last name Pendergast. It's a real last name. What? Yeah. Cassandra. And there's also a character in this one video game, and her name is Cassandra Pendergast. Yeah. It's a... That's a very interesting last name. Yeah, it's funny how it how it's pretend shag. That's great. Yeah, that's great because this whole movie is about her like lying that she has sex with all these people. So that's great that her name is literally lying about having sex with people. Yeah. Also, another little mini bonus fun fact about like names in this movie: all Olive and her family they're all named after foods. So there's Dell, like De- like Dell, like the the herb, and Rosemary, like the herb, and those are the parents. And then there's Chip. The adopted brother, um, who's so cute and so funny. He, he I thought, um, thinking back on this movie, I thought he was like bigger. He was a bigger role. He did nothing. He said three lines. And like those three lines are one of the most iconic scenes in this movie, though. Like the whole adoption scene. Mm-hmm. And then Olive, which is the main character, and obviously, and Olive is like the fruit. And then it's a vegetable. It's a well, act actually. I was looking this up. I saw this on on TikTok. There's no such thing as a vegetable. <laughs> um, vegetable is just a class of things that like are of, savory. Of so like roots, like carrots are, is a root. It's not a vegetable, and like tomato is a fruit. Well, because it said if it has seeds, so yeah. technically peppers are fruits and, and cucumbers. Like, cucumbers are melons, so like it's not really. Fuck, I know, and stuff like that. So but melons are fruit. Yeah, so I guess it's a fruit and stuff like that. And there's like no like are peppers berries. No. I don't know. Berries have seeds on the outside. Yeah. I don't know. I made yeah. that up. I don't know. What? There's no vegetables? Yeah. Well, everything's arbitrary. We just name things and give things ridiculous <laughs> boxes of categories. True. That's why the whole the tomato, is it a fruit or vegetable debate? It's like, it, it's a fucking tomato. It doesn't <laughs> matter why it's a fruit or vegetable. We made up those yeah. names. Yeah. We made it up. I love that. I think that. fruits are like skin wearing and seed bearing. Me. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> you bared me your seed yesterday. Bared seed and I wore your skin uh, today. Hello. Here it goes. Sounds glam. Um, so why don't you let me um, shave off your skin uh, during this quick, quick little break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> and this game's all kind of Hi guys, I'm Liliana. <laughs> <laughs> I could be you. I think if I needed to be you, I could be you. Okay, let's switch. Hey, my name's Dan. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? <laughs> um. Um. <laughs> I do that a lot. I do, do that a lot. You do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do, I do, I do. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Screaming. Um, what do you want to talk about first? There's a lot in this movie. It's um, it's a lot about sex. I mean, the whole point is that she lies about having sex and it spirals out of control. And she's like uh, synonymous with the girl from The Scarlet Letter where she has to wear the A on her chest because she's an adulteress. Um, so there's a lot about sex and sexuality in this movie. Um, so much to unpack. I think we should start with the slut shaming. Because... Okay. It's always a good time to start with the slut shaming. True, I love slaming. I love slaming. I, 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 I love slaming. I love slaming shruts. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I guess, like, from a queer perspective, um, conservatives like frame queer people as like anti-family friendly, anti-kid friendly by slut shaming them and yeah. like claiming that like they're so heterosexual. And I guess like. You see that, like, pride and stuff when, like, people come out in, like, their leather dog stuff. <laughs> you can just say me. You can just say <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. That's kind of, like, faggy. <laughs> um, and, like, obviously these points are so stupid because, like, straight people are way more hypersexual than gay people. Right. No, you're very right. I didn't even think about it that way. Like, a lot of queer people are, like, it's it's demonic not just for what it is. And it's, like, if you need extra proof... Not just as an abomination, 
but they are vile, disgusting sex behemoths. And like sodomy. Yeah, right. Sodomize. Sodomize my butt. Um, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about it that way. But I think what what's most clear to me in this movie, and obviously was was the point of the movie, mm-hmm. is how the, the different reactions men and women get when it comes uh, to sex. Like there's this one scene after her and Brandon, who's a gay character, pretend to have sex. Brandon comes out and all the guys are like, yeah, like you had you fucked that girl. And then she comes out and everyone's like, ew, yeah. like how dare you, which is wild. Um, And you know, I don't know that that had to have happened in our high school. I don't yeah. think everyone was so focused on sex and having sex and who had sex and who didn't have sex. I don't think that was an issue, at least in my circles. But definitely when it was a, when when we heard that a certain girl had sex or was um, had a pregnancy scare or whatever, it was like yeah. the talk of the town. I remember there was that one girl in our grade um, who people like who made a play on her last name and said slut in it do you know who i'm talking about yes so like that was like very that right um they defined think... her as like being a slut even though she was just like a girl doing her thing right and she was like in the popular circle and i think there there was a lot more a lot more trading partners yeah. than also say in the slut shaming i feel oh, like for the sure. other friend groups didn't really do anything well, that's what i was thinking i was like I certainly I didn't experience any slut shaming because I was the opposite of a slut in mm-hmm. high school. But also I wasn't surrounded by people who were so fixated on that. Like mm-hmm. no one was really talking about that or caring about that. Um, at least in our circles, but I think I it was, was slut shamed in high school. Really? Because I hooked up with that guy. I in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Outside the auditorium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, well, that I don't I don't slut shame you for that. I gross, I'm there's choices. Yeah, but like literally people's like. Because so many people got like were like talking about it and like definitely. You might listen to this podcast. Oh yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um. So <laughs> I just think that's funny and like I don't know they were like so mean to me. Really? Yeah. In the drama club? Yeah, because they were gonna make it like my drama ball and like make fun of me. That's the thing. Okay, so for context, we at the end of a play we'd had something called drama polls. Which, um, during the cast party, there would be 10 boys and 10 girls chosen, which is not very gender accepting. because yeah, like, we had non-binary people. For sure we did. Um, but um, we had 10, 10 boys and 10 girls, and the other people of the other gender would come up with, like, a skit for them. It was basically like a roast, where we, like, yeah. roasted the shit out of them. And most of it was about sex. Yeah. Like, I'm remembering that same guy um, who, who looked yeah. with you. They had that one poll where it was like, and he fucked a ham. And now, if, he, oh. if you don't know who it is now, you do. Because <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> there's yeah. only one person who fucked a ham. Yeah. Um, but it's all about... And he jerked off to Disney Channel. Wait. I remember that vividly. Or or maybe the other girl. Wait, what? Either him or the girl in that... Oh, and I remember they were dating at that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were God, dating at the time. Yeah, yeah. I was with him. Fun. And they said one of them, I think it was him, jerked off to Disney Channel, which is That's awful. Disgusting. That's disgusting. Very weird. But um, a lot of focus on sex in those things. And I guess that's sort of shamey. I was on the receiving end of a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think people were... Like, this movie's whole thing was like, everyone cares that everyone who's they having sex with... And I was like, it's not... I don't think it was that big of a deal in high school. Yeah. And I get that they played it up because it's a movie about it. Um, but definitely... Women face a lot more of that than men. Also, they talked about this movie, like, what she wears. Like, she makes a very conscious shift in the movie where she decides to start dressing like a quote-unquote slut. Which I love. Which I love. And she comes in corsets and she, like, sews that A onto her chest. And she makes a very um, poignant comment about how, like, oh, don't worry. Like, my skirt goes down past my fingers. Like, I Mm -hmm. checked. Mm -hmm. Um and which is literally what happened in middle school where you would there were girls were being um they had the whole auditorium the they had the whole assembly thing. yeah which thank god i missed mm-hmm. um was not was not included but girls yeah there was a whole thing in 8th grade i believe because we had a woman as principal and she was like popping off about this where girls cannot have skirts shorter than where their fingers went um which was so weird that first of all these are kids you're talking to you're you're sexualizing them. Yeah, you are sexualizing them by telling them they can't. Literally, no one cared. Mm-hmm. No one cared. I'm sure 
I'm sure one guy made a made a comment or a joke about it maybe once. Yeah. But it wasn't brought to anyone's attention until it was brought to our attention by the administration because they were sexualizing eighth grade girls. Yeah. And you're going to sexualize us any sort of way, no matter how covered we are. Right, right. So it's exactly. just like so disgusting. It was so weird. And it's, it, it's very real, the different treatment that men and women receive in yeah. that space. And I think that's... That's what I really appreciate about this movie is they bring that conversation to the forefront of things um, because it's very real. People go through this all the fucking time. Yeah, and I was telling Dan, even in college, I was, like, dress-coded because I went to, like— Which is crazy to me. Yeah, I went to the state school, and, like, I guess, I don't know, it was weird. And this one professor had it out for me. He was so misogynistic. He was so—he gave all the girls in the class, we all got together one day— and, like, noticed he was definitely giving the girls lower grades. Mm. Um, and, like, one time, me and my friend came to class. And, like, there was this boy in the class who was so cute. So, like, kind of dressed cute for the class. And he literally told me, my professor, like, in front of everybody, was like, um, you should cover up. And I was like, wait, well, what? Because uh, I had, like, short shorts on. And, like, But you're just, in like, college. You're I'm, an adult I'm, person. I'm an adult human being. And it was rough ridiculous it's it's very interesting um it obviously depends on what college i would think because it's a state school they can't say that like there's more rules with state schools i have a friend who goes to a christian college and you can't have people of the opposite sex on the floor with you that's insane no like you can't even bring them to your room i guess gay people can thrive oh for sure Mm -hmm. um which is so funny i i think about that all the time with like sleepaway camp yeah it's like ironic very very it's like we're trying to protect you but at the same time like it it, it's obviously just very stupid like when when you think about it and when you start to accept that queer people exist you're like oh shit these boxes we put to separate people don't really make sense anymore um because you forget they exist is the whole thing right to make it easier for everyone you're just like okay boys here girls here so you don't fuck one another and it's like well honey Mm -hmm. you're forgetting stopping me (laughs) which is great and i think like go off pop off gay people like let us let us do what we want to do when when everyone thinks that we're just sleeping in our bunks um but it's still very weird um but yeah definitely i don't understand why that never happened at my school it would not have happened at my school my school was too liberal where like people would have started throwing things if that happened if that happened did the teacher like say that out loud or was it just to you in private everybody and like we were all just so shocked that he said that we were all just like Oh, what? I would have been like, well, you should cover up your face. Yeah. But it's such a weird dynamic. He's your professor. He's the same professor who, when the first time I met him, he was wearing a, a Hitler Youth uniform for Halloween. And it was kind of short. It was kind of small on him. It was horrible. What? It was terrifying. Did he have like a swastika on him? I don't know if there was a swastika on it, but it was like Hitler Youth. And What the I was like, fuck? what are you doing? And he loved Russian and German history. So he's one of those people who claims that to be a history buff. So it's okay that he has Nazi memorabilia. But Biebs, it's not chill at all. You should turn that in. Um, I'm I'm so shocked right now. Yeah. That that was allowed. Yeah. And he was like, I'm a Hitler youth. Or was it like, he, like, I think it was like written on the thing or whatever. <gasps> what the fuck? Yeah, that That's crazy. I was like, what? That's awful. I think I asked, are you a Boy Scout? Because I didn't like look closely. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm like, I, this is like a Hitler Youth uniform. I'm just a big history buff. And I was like, bye. That's so weird. Yeah. I'm going to, it's like if I cosplay as, I don't know, like Jesus or something. Jesus with the bloody hands. <laughs> like, like walk into class like that. Like, yeah. am I offending anyone? Hope not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that'd be so bad. Um, but anyway, back to this movie. There is a gay character. Yay! Yeah. Do they handle it well? Kinda, mm, not really. Kinda. I'll give him a kinda. Him being there is nice enough. Him being there, and they focused on him being bullied. Like, so him and Olive, like, clearly know each other, and his name is Brandon, and they make it very obvious, I think, that everyone knows that he's gay. Yeah. It's pretty much like, oh, he's a gay guy. Um, And then when the rumor gets out that he, that, that Olive slept with someone, he's like, please, like, um, cause, cause she admits that he didn't actually, she didn't have actually have sex with someone to him. So he's like, 
I'll pay you, like, just pretend that you have sex with me Mm -hmm. um, so people stop harassing me. And he has, like, a very serious, poignant moment talking about how he's, like, bullied and how he's tormented. Um, And so that's why Olive, like, pretends to have sex with him. Um, But it was very odd. It was, like, that very – it's, like, that victim complex thing where it's, like, being gay is sad. He just wanted to blend in. He wanted to disappear. It wasn't, like, empowering. He was trying to – hide his queerness which yeah. is truthful and i feel like some people do experience that um but was a very odd point of view and mm-hmm. also worth mentioning um very 2010 in its handling of sexuality as right. black and white you're gay or straight mm-hmm. like he he wanted to have se- he wanted everyone to know that he had sex with a woman which would show that he's not gay which like obviously there's um, everything in between. There's mm-hmm. like it's it's very biracial esque to be like, oh, if he has sex with a girl, everyone's finally gonna think he's straight. Yeah, which is also, sort of weird. How did anyone believe that sex scene? Because the stupid things that he said, and I remember doing this scene, um, when I was like in the show, and this was like the funniest thing ever. Like just the stupid, stupid things, like. Like, oh, it smells. Yeah, when he said it smells, like, I'm going to bend you over so I don't have to look at your face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's going to think that you're straight if you're saying that. And and then even I get that it was, like, sarcastic. Right, it was trying to be funny and show that he was, like, a fish out of water. Yeah, and, like, I guess you're supposed to, like, suspend your disbelief a little bit. Especially after when he's like, I'm going to be walking funny tomorrow. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) Um, But the ending is... With him is interesting. Right. So he – so the movie – he after after that scene, he disappears. Yeah. Um, the magical gay who starts it all. And then he comes back at the end and they, Olive says that he apparently ran away. He left his parents a note that says, I'm gay, bitches. Which is iconic. It's iconic. And then he left. So let me get his plot line straight. He He's tormented because everyone thinks he's gay. So he wants to now pretend that he's not gay, even though everyone thinks he's gay. So he has sex with a woman. Now everyone thinks he's straight. Then, so he so he, find, he achieves his dream. He blends in. Then he decides to live his authentic self as a gay person, but runs away yeah. with some guy. Yeah. Which, is, which seems like a fuck you to his parents, but yeah. it should have been about the students. I feel like it was just supposed to be like a throwaway joke about how like, Olive's life is Hester Pren, and Brandon's life is now becoming Huckleberry Finn. Right, because it was like, well, that's not realistic, because what boy would run away with a large black man? Which yeah. is like a weird... It was a very weird comment. Yeah, Because like, mm. there's no real, like, racial diversity in this movie Oh, no, zero percent. So except like, for the one adopted brother who's oh, black. Yeah. So it's just weird that they were like making those comments and just very odd. Like, yeah, very odd anytime comment. where there's a predominantly white movie where you can tell the director and the writers were white, where you're like, why did you, why did you have to do that? Yeah, um, you could have just left that out. But I mean, like, I'm glad that he was in the movie. I think he's funny, and he's, uh, and it's, it is. I think, like I said, it is. There's, a, there's a kernel of truth to it. There's a kernel of truth to wanting to blend in and pretend that you're straight. That's what a lot of queer people do. That's what I did in high school. Like, I was trying to pretend that I wasn't queer. Um, and you do try to butch up or, like, be super mask or or make audible comments about women. Like, I feel like that's a common thing that gay men who are in the closet do is, like, try ha- want everyone to know that they're um, straight. So they make, yeah. they make obsessive comments about it. Like, ooh, girl, your boots? <laughs> what? <laughs> Girl, your boots are so cute. I'm sexualizing you. <laughs> oh my god, your hair is so luscious and wavy so today. I would love to Rush have it. it in my face. Yeah, yeah. something. Like um, but I think that his point of his his character arc is very questionable. Yeah. But he like, I, and you made a comment that he wants to have. A position of privilege like he's a man he wants to like be a straight man and then he's like joins the hierarchy above olive yeah and sort of leaves her in the dust a little bit. he does oh my god this is unrelated but something that stuck with me is then that second guy so there's that fat fuck guy yeah. who wants to have pay or to pretend or whatever um 
And he was like, well, I could just tell everyone anyway. They believe it. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. That's so scary. Yeah. Like, people would believe it. Mm-hmm. People would believe it. That's the scariest part. And obviously, the whole point of the movie is they make a lot of jokes about how rumors spread and how things like are taken out of out of context and whatever. But when he, when he said that, I was like, that's so scary. That's like very um, sexual assaulty. And that's why yeah. I like that conversation that they ha- she had with Brandon where she was like, just make someone up. Like, that's what I did. And he was like, no one would believe me. Mm-hmm. So it has to be an actual person. But the difference is that he had Olive's consent to lie about it but if you like say that you had sex with someone that's is that sexual can you consider that sexual assault you said like oh i had sex with you um i don't think so but it's definitely like slander and libel or whatever okay fair yeah well yeah i guess if it's, it's not actually physical but it is like obviously I crossing think, the line I think you could can't you could somehow put it under like sexual harassment i believe it um, i would believe it um wait hold on let's take a break <laughs> We go together like, like that was in this movie at some was it in this movie? Did they have a grease moment? I don't know. They had the the first Beatles Day off scene. They did. No, maybe I'm thinking of Arrested Development, which I'm also watching right now. Love. Um, which you need to watch. Um, which you need to so watch. So I guess another point we could go to is Christianity and queerness in this movie. I would love to talk about Christianity. You know, it's my favorite topic. Oh yeah. So Amanda Bynes' character is so funny. Such a light in this movie. She did great. She did. She was awesome. I don't understand how she quit acting because of her performance in this movie. I know. Because I thought she did pretty well. Me too. But I love this one line she said where she she says, God tells us to love everyone, even the whores and the homosexuals. It's just so hard. It's just so hard because they keep doing it over and over again and i think this really speaks to the feigned compassion religious people will have and like Mm. they will fake empathy for those you deem as sinners so like you don't actually care about them you don't actually care about quote-unquote saving them. no literally you just want you just want to have some sort of power of them you just want to make them feel shitty you just want to take away their rights because you think it's gross or whatever. Yeah, I love how they frame themselves as like heroes by being hateful because it's like it's God's work, mm-hmm. um, which is bonkers bananas. And then um, Rhiannon randomly joins them. I didn't get that plot. So she has his best friend Rhiannon, and they like get in a fight because she was like changing or whatever, and they never bring that back. Do they up. make up? She sends a text where she's like, sorry, I lied. And Rhiannon's like crying. Oh. But then they don't ever meet again. Yeah. Because the movie ends, as all movies do, uh, with the relationship. We didn't even talk I mean, about how hot, hot he is yet. Todd is so hot. He's hot. I had a huge crush on him when I was a kid. Oh, my God. I was watching this movie. I was wet. Yeah. He's much hotter here. I just farted. Sorry. I just farted <laughs> again. Sorry. Um, he's much hotter here. You could have gotten away with it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Well, so like this, the char- the actor who plays um, Todd is Joe in You. He's much hotter here. I think. Oh my god, he was he's so much hotter here. No comparison. Because I think because Joe's creepy, and like Todd is like funny and cute and charming. He's funny, nice guy. Yeah. I was like, why wasn't everyone obsessed with him? He's mm-hmm. the most attractive person I've ever seen. He's nice. He might be a little dorky because he's like the mascot, but yeah, like him I don't and the care. blue devil mascot is sexy. He could slip and slide that blue paint all over this body. Get the blue paint away from my vagina. Because that'll be <laughs> yeasty. yeasty. That'll yeasty. be very yeasty. It could bake a loaf in there. Bake a loaf. <laughs> Gross. Um, but, you know, Christianity, it's very interesting how it operates in this movie. And obviously it's its a very easy sort of like antithesis to sexuality. Because yeah. it's like sexuality on the one hand, religion on the other hand. Um, but they definitely like bring it up in a lot of interesting ways in this movie. Like the the really Christian guy who's dating Amanda Bynes, like is having an affair with yeah. Miss Griffith. So I think it's like, I think what this movie shows us is like Christianity is just it it can be used as a facade mm-hmm. and as as you were saying, like uh, um a fake sense of superiority mm-hmm. over someone else. And you know what? They never go back to 
I was about to say Lisa because of Lisa Cujo. Lisa Cujo. They never go back to Mr. and Mrs. Griffiths, do they? They have one scene where she walks by. He's at the very end. He's watching the webcam thing, and she's like, "Hey, whatever your name is." And then he doesn't look up at her, and she walks away. Good, good, good for him. No, for sure. He's hot. He's um, like if he were a teacher in high school, tell me you would never crush on him. He's too Just, old for me. Really? I'm not into that. He's like forty I, plus. I have like a like a thirty to forty. That's hot. Mm-hmm. Forty plus. I'm. It's just not for me yet. It's just not for me. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. There are some people. Who okay, are... but if you're like forty five and your husband has aged to that, I'd be so happy. No, that's no different story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, for sure. That'd be like. I don't understand how she was cheating on him with someone because the kid wasn't that cute. He okay, was he cute. was cute, but but uh, what I didn't like is that. Well, I guess I didn't like whatever, but um. He was clearly the dad. The, the dad. The the teacher was trying to flirt with Mrs. Griffith and, and hold her hand and like touch her butt or whatever. And then she had the audacity to be like, "We haven't had sex in months." Yeah. And I was like, "Clearly, he was trying." This is a you issue, lady. Yeah, she it was like, "I'm eating spaghetti with balls." Didn't Ricky play Lisa Kudrow's part in Easy A? My friend Ricky. You mean? I think he played Lisa Kudrow's part. Oh, when he was gay. Yes. Wait. Yes, you're so right. You're so right. And then was the teacher, other teacher, a man too? So they made that a gay I relationship? I think so. I think... Pop off Easy A stage so. production. <laughs> Illegal yeah. stage production. Summer's High School 2017. I think we just didn't have enough people. I think we didn't have enough girls or something for it. I thought Ricky got that role. I thought that was a choice. It doesn't matter. It's um, still cool. Yeah, that is cool. It's still great. It, make, it makes more sense. Yeah. Because like, haha, you're gay too. Haha, you're gay and you're cheating because gay people are cheaters. Where did you get the chlamydia from, though? Her. So was she sleeping around? Maybe she had it already. Yeah, maybe. But she didn't cure it? Why didn't she tell him that she had chlamydia? How did she? Yeah, that's a good question. How did she get it? Where is the origin of the chlamydia? (laughs) I need to do a, uh, a pedigree to go chase back where the root of this chlamydia came from. Um, but yeah, definitely the Christianity aspect to it is very, very interesting. She even has that moment where she like goes to confess and then the priest isn't there, which I was like, girl, yeah, I've never been to confess. I'm Jewish, so I have no idea what that's like. What confession to me is the wildest thing I've ever heard. Tell some old man who your secrets. Yeah. So they can use it over you. I'm sorry. So they can judge you. So they can judge you. And I think it derived from. I think nowadays it's too anonymous and there's too many people, but I bet like back in the day it was like in this small town, it was like, go tell your priest about it. He knows who it is. Yeah. It's not anonymous. You you can tell by someone's voice if you're in like a small community and now you know all their secrets. Yeah. And now you can use it against them to get more money. Mm-hmm. To be like, maybe you should put a little more in the basket this month. Yeah. You've been a little sinner. Maybe I might spill some spill tea. Some um, it's so, I would, I would never. Ever confess. Yeah. That's why I have a therapist, honey. Period. And they are legally obligated to be I think anonymous. Priests are also legally obligated to be anonymous. But church is not well, a legal thing. Them. But it's not a legal. Like, is it legal? Priest can't testify against you if you confess to them. But they can if you're going to hurt someone. I think they, they can, can like, tell someone if they're going to hurt I someone. Think That's they can right. Like, tell the police, but they can't go they can't like be a witness i thought it was only if you like if you say that you're gonna immediately harm someone then the priest can intervene if you've already harmed someone i think you can't yeah, say anything yeah which is stupid i'm like if someone tells you you killed someone um i mean like yeah i killed 37 people <laughs> i would low-key just walk into confession and say that to fuck with the priest <gasps> hi i am that would be so funny <laughs> i murdered um you, you hear about that murder last week that was me <laughs> knows me <laughs> you're like the zodiac killer yeah you're going with like an old old man cosplay yeah yeah you're um, jack the ripper who, uh, in the 70s killed a lot of people in england that was me that was me present present um okay so the last like queer point in this movie is all of his parents are so gay they're so gay like first of all the first the first reference to being gay is Rosemary says she dated a homosexual for a long time. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she, like, she did. So funny because she's like, I dated a gay man. So like, I'm just confused. Was he straight for you, or was he just? Gay? And I love, I love what Olive said back, which is like, please don't tell me you married him and had kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile, the next gay point is Dill is like, uh, he was gay once. 
But we all do it. I feel like that one, that one to me read as sarcasm. Dad joke. Yeah, Dad yeah, yeah, joke yeah. Where he was like, we're all gay. We're all, um, we're all but the mom, then the mom again later says, I've had sex with a lot of people, mostly guys. Which is so funny. I mean, then again, she could have been kidding. But also, that seemed like pretty genuine. That seemed genuine to me. That yeah. one seemed real, which I love. Yeah, a lesbian moment. And, and you know what? What I like about this movie is that they make it very clear that sexuality is a choice. Yeah. And it's yes. a, it's a, it's, when I say a choice, let me, let me take that back. <laughs> Wait, are People are going to take that out of context. Yeah. You are in charge of your own sexuality mm-hmm. and no one and else. you choose to be a dirty, dirty Yeah, yeah. And if you're bag. gay, that means you chose it. You chose to be. Um, you chose to be anti-God and yeah. it's a choice and, um, and you're going you're to Adele jail. with little Nas X. I think you said you're going to Adele. <laughs> uh, also, you're going to Adele. When I saw Adele in concert... You saw Adele in concert? Yes. It was like her last tour. I don't think she's ever going to do anything ever again. That's what she was saying. But who knows? She probably will. I'm like almost brought to tears. I'm so jealous of oh, you. Oh, it was so good. It was um, probably so good. It was so good. Tell me about it. Um, well, Did you cry? I did cry. It was a hello to her. <sighs> she was so good. Um, and there was this lesbian couple sitting behind us. So yeah, the gays were there. The gays showed up for Adele. Yeah, <laughs> Go to right. Adele. Um, but no, her parents were so gay. And they're so sarcastic too. Yeah. They're, okay. I think every parent should watch this movie to learn what you should be as a parent. She is smart, Olive. Mm-hmm. She is independent. She is clever. She does her schoolwork. She's responsible. And her parents let her make her own choices. Mm-hmm. They let her, and that even even when they're concerned, they're like, "Don't want to overstep here, but we're a little concerned." They're not like, "Don't do this. Don't be a slut. Don't dress like this." They're like, "We're just a little concerned for you," mm-hmm. um, which is exactly what they're not telling her what she should or should not do. They're letting her make her own choices, and she turns out wonderful. She makes very adult, mature decisions. Exactly. Even and if she's she, very caring. Exactly. No, she does. She makes the right choices, even if she's a liar and a skank. Mm-hmm. Um, my mic probably did not like that scream. I like how she doesn't even really kiss anybody in this movie, except like the very end, right? Do they I even kiss? Even kiss. Which is like so funny. Maybe that was a choice. I think it was. Mm-hmm. She wasn't ready. I think that's what she was sort of like. The whole thing was that she's still a virgin. But yeah. her parents, I'm like, it was clear to me that her parents were just cool. I wanted them in my life. Yeah. I, I just want to know and be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just shows how much, obviously it's a fake movie and it's not real, but it just shows that parenting, movie. it's a fake movie. It doesn't exist. It's in like the Sims, one of those <laughs> movies that they play in the Sims. Um, but it just goes to show that like when you rate, when you allow your child to make their own choices and you don't control their life and you teach them the right values, but don't like micromanage, it, it's just that's what that's what parenting should be because mm-hmm. then it's not about you as a parent being a narcissist it's about raising your child wonderfully mm-hmm. um but just one more thing i want to talk about for sure is why is this movie set in high school it should have been college i, I feel like a lot of these movies like euphoria should be in college all of these things it's just i don't understand the obsession with shows or tv or movies or whatever like about high schoolers and sex they're kids i get like sex is new when you're in high school and it is like a rumor mill and i think it's like the small town environment and everyone high school is like universally sort of understood whereas college is not universally understood yeah but still like i don't want to watch 16 year olds lie about having sex like first of all triggering that's my whole childhood um second of all um second of all uh, why don't make them 18 plus so it's just it's just weird and it's obviously high school movies are huge i think it's that coming of age story but i did not come of age in high school i came of age in college maybe that's like a queer thing Mm -hmm. but in high school i was like underdeveloped yeah yeah in college I is when I like became was me. in high school. Exactly. I became me in co- because when you're in college, you're independent, you're alone, you have to make your own choices, you're you know, doing whatever and you're put in that pressure cooker of like coming out the diamond, you mm-hmm. know? You're coming a lump of coal, come out a diamond. Yeah. Um in high yeah. school I coming out oh. oh. In high school I was just um annoying the whole time. So <laughs> <laughs> I was so annoying in high school. We were both annoying. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think you were annoying. Oh, thank you. I didn't think you were annoying. 
Um, I, I hear a lack of you saying that you didn't think I was annoying. No, you're not annoying. I know now I'm not annoying. <laughs> I don't think you were annoying in high school. I, I, I was... I think um, we were very self... Um, I think we were very self-critical. We are. Yeah. And were. Mm-hmm. And shall always be. Period. We'll work on it. <laughs> we'll work on it together. Uh-huh. Um, oh, my God. No, I was pretty annoying in high school. I just think about all the teachers I used to fought. Oh, my God. Shuler. I used to fight <laughs> so many teachers. Yeah, Schuler. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we both just said his name. Beep, beep, beep. beep, beep. beep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my god, oh my he god. hated me. He... Wait, I saw a tweet uh-huh. that was like, I want to listen to a podcast that's just mm-hmm. um, people and their teachers that they hated, and they hated back. I thought of the gay I had him on. art teacher. Oh my god. He hated me. He yelled at me so badly one time. What is it about the gays? Yeah, I think the gays are just spicy. I, I hate gays. Uh, you know what? I'm slowly becoming, I'm fastly becoming homophobic. <laughs> It's um basically my entire personality at this point. Yeah. I'm well, we're not in. gay. Do you think no, we're not. We're not. Thank God. Oh my god. Oh my god, thank God. Do you think that people are gonna take us saying all these jokes about us hating gay people and be like, they said it, so we can say it. We're, or like don't. They take the clips out of context and cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> that would happen. If you're straight, you can't say you hate gay people. Only we can because we're queer. Yeah, period. End of story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna keep making the joke because it makes me so happy. Yeah. Same. I love hating on gay men. Same. Speaking of gay men, shall we rank the movie? Yeah. Oh, not to rank the movie, rank the men? Yeah. So after much thought, um I Let's have hear been it. peer pressured. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not peer pressuring you. Say who you think is the hottest. Okay, no, no, no. Okay. So I'm trying to think who I would really sit down and let rail like a fucking load into me. <laughs> and <laughs> And I, I think it would be after much contemplation. I really do think number one would be Mr. Griffiths, and then Mr. Griffiths, like our principal. <gasps> oh my no. God, Mr. So um, you're canceled. Um, he's a 45 year old man. Yeah. Oops. You like you like Dilfs. What are you gonna I say do about like, it? I love a Dilf. I'm not, I can't be mad at you. My number one, and my number only, honestly, uh, is Todd. He Todd? is first of all. He took off his shirt in the movie. How can he not be your number one? He took off his clothes. He's sexy. He has like is really wonderful. Like he has like almost like a swimmer's body where it's like he's muscular but not like, like so lean. muscular. He's like lean. Doesn't have like abs, but I don't give a shit. His arms. And his boobs. His boobs. His arms. I just like the scene at the very end. If you haven't seen this movie in a while, just go to the very end uh-huh. when he drives away on the fucking Stop. lawnmower. Oh, his arms are thick, and his face. I am. I, I'm, no words, I'm, no I words, am. I am, the great I am, <laughs> Mary, did you know, that the baby boy, um, and then for the rest of mine, I had Woodchuck Todd, then Dill, who's such a Dill, the dad, oh my yeah. God, Dill Dilf, Dill Dilf, maybe that was on purpose, probably not, <laughs> let's um, ask them, and then four was Brandon, he wasn't that cute, honestly, which was Brandon, Brandon was the gay guy, oh, you know who's above Brandon for me, the guy that, Asks her on a date and tries to actually pay her to have sex with oh, him for money. He was the guy sexy. from Sky High. Yeah, he was the slinky guy. Right? The slinky yeah, guy from yeah. Sky High. He is sexy. I love a fucking douchebag. <laughs> I discovered this in college. Um, this guy came up to me and I was like being my usual feminist self. And, and he, he walked up to you and he was like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Oh, and you were like, do it. Period. So we were having a fight about whether like girls like dicks or not. And like, what? Like, <laughs> like douchebags or not. Oh, oh, oh. And, <laughs> I was like, I think most of them do. And I was like, of course they don't. And then he, I really thought about it. And I was like, oh, my God, wait. Oh, my God, wait. All I hold dear is gone. All my precious theory is gone. I don't like a dick. I I like a, I like a cold man sometimes. I like a man who's, like, reserved and um, maybe a little bit quieter. But um, don't give me a, a douchebag. I'm so – like I think about this all the time. Like if I could have sex with someone who I just found attractive, like who I didn't vibe with personality-wise because they're like maybe like a dick or a douchebag or self, self-entitled or whatever, the answer is no. I don't – I don't think I would enjoy that experience. Well, as I think we've had this conversation before and I think one of the points you bring up is that if they're like a dick – 
and self-centered, the sex wouldn't be good because they'd be focused on themselves. Right. Right. Especially like with with gay sex, which is a lot of times anal. And it's like, if I'm bottoming, like, what, are you just going to rail me and leave? And like, or if I, I don't know, it's just like, there's a lot of politics with it, but it just doesn't sound fun. Like I want, first of all, I want you to be into me and to like compliment me and to make me feel nice. Um, and also, like, if you're just being mean the whole time, if I'm, like, the whole time have to put aside, like, your personality, that's so much work. Yeah. That's so much work to have to, like, be turned on and try to ignore everything that you're saying. That's hard. True. Sex <laughs> is already multitasking. It is. But I get if you're attracted to sort of a little bit of, like, demeaning or humiliation yeah. or whatever. Like, you know. I hear that with people. Um, okay, so do you want to discuss our queer moments in this movie? I would love to. I think for me... The queer moment that I love is just the open conversation about sexuality, that it's okay to be a virgin. It's okay to be a late bloomer. It's okay to make your own choices. Like this whole movie was about sex and the sex positivity and the fact that you are in control and no one else. Like in the end, Olive doesn't have sex with the guy. She doesn't compromise her comfort. She's not ready yet. And she's like, letting it happen naturally she even refuses that kiss from todd right in the car because it wasn't right she didn't feel like it was right um which is great and you know what that in and of itself isn't explicitly queer but like i was a late bloomer like i like also went through puberty kind of late but like i didn't figure out who i was attracted to until college like that's when i came out and um that i think is okay and everyone's experience is different and for me to have been rushed or for me to have been told i needed to figure it out quicker or that I figured it out too quick. I'm like, that shit I don't want to have to deal with. Um, already coming to terms with who I am and who I'm attracted to. So I just love that narrative of um, you're in control of your own body and your own choices. How about you? Um, so I, as I've mentioned a couple times, I played Brandon in the play version. And I felt... Okay, it's not a play version. It's a illegal <laughs> production taking the script and just doing it. Don't say the play you, version. You copied and pasted it. Yeah, literally. Um, so in the play version... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, in the play version. In the play version. <laughs> I, uh, I had a lot of fun expressing my queerness like on a stage. And having like the audience be so accepting and like ha 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 you're being funny ha ha mm-hmm. um and just like being applauded for that good job I was doing so I felt like that was very reassuring and I definitely remember wanting to be Olive and I really um and just any character Emma Stone plays in general I yeah. really envy and love because I think she's just so perfect and beautiful and I think she's funny and just the way she like talks and everything like I'm I just love her she's great and you know it's very interesting now I'm like okay I guess the representation of queerness was good because on stage like everyone would have been on your side yeah. you know they would be cheering you on a little bit um that character so yeah, it's sort yeah. of good yeah um that's great I wish I saw it it was good there might be a recording or something somewhere oh my god I would love to see that sex scene yeah oh I was like ah <laughs> um and then I really really loved um olive's makeover and wardrobe shift i thought that was really beautiful and like i dress like that now you um, are very before and after at yeah. the same time you're both her before and after i do both i do both the same way with um in creepy friday yes i dress both as as um jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan's body and Lindsay lohan and Lindsay lohan's body <laughs> <laughs> you do that's great. You're you straddle all aesthetics. Uh-huh. I'm verse. I'm verse. You're verse. Yeah. Um, what would you rank this movie on a I, scale from Twink to Productive Member of Society? Honestly, I give it a nine. Wow. I think this movie is really underrated, and I think this movie. Ooh, I farted again. I farted another time. This you can so just disgusting. not say that you farted. <laughs> no one's gonna hear it. Um, just excuse me. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I don't smell it, so you're good. Okay, amazing. It was it was spanky. It was <laughs> my dog. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give this a nine, which is like, um, which is like Brandon. If <laughs> I had to give it a gay person, it'd be I guess, Brandon. or like Stanley Tooch. Stanley Tooch. Um, I give it a farm Stanley Tooch. Um, I think this movie is really really great. It's really funny. It's really underrated. I feel like more people need to talk about it. T. And I think it's like very ahead of its time. Like, this movie would be hailed if it came out now. I mean, of course, there'd be some changes here and there. But 
if this general plot, if there was like a redo or something, yeah, I think yeah, it'd be, it hold, it definitely holds up. I agree. I'm I am less enthusiastic about it. It's more like a seven for me, mm-hmm. seven point five. Um, so like, um, an otter. Ooh. Um, because I. I like this movie. It's funny. It's sarcastic. I think it's it's great. And we were deciding like, is this a rom com? Is this a comedy? It's like a coming of age comedy. Yeah. Um, and it does that story very well, and it has a great cast, great actors, really good lines, very funny moments. I think it loses me a little bit. First of all, the end. It just ends. All of a sudden, yeah. it's over, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, the whole I, climax and everything is really well done. The rising and the falling action is good, but then the end is just. Musical over. number, it's over. Yeah, it, it's very weird, and and I feel like they could have. It, it's a disservice to Emma Stone's character, who who is so well developed and is so yeah. three dimensional. Um, so that it loses points for that. Um, it's a little, it's a little slow at times. Like, first of all, the first thirty minutes of the movie felt like its own movie. Where totally. like right where before, right after the part where she had sex with Brendan for fake sex. Um, so it's just like long, but. I really like it. It's very funny. It was a great watch. Um, it wasn't necessarily a movie that I used to watch all the time when I was younger. Um, it's more of a movie that I've discovered recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but So it doesn't have that nostalgic factor, but it is a really good movie, and um, I highly recommend it. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're at the end. Yeah. We're at the end. Um, I love you all so much. You each my own individual little sunshines, <laughs> and I want to just eat you all up and have you all in my little pocket so I can take you out of my pocket and look at you, and then maybe I'll eat one of you. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Yeah. Honestly, I bet our fans taste good, our listeners. Yeah. If you enjoyed, please leave us a review on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Yeah. We, we have some... We only have five star reviews right now. Uh, because we are what sickening. sickening. Could you imagine if someone gave us like a, a zero star? I'm like worried about. Okay, I'm worried that someone's just gonna be like these fucking fags zero stars. Yeah. Like even then, it's like it's not our fault. Like yeah. we can't change that. Um, people would do that, be homophobic or transphobic, but True. you're not listeners. You're not any of those things. You're such good people, and I really love you so much. You, I agree. So give us five stars. It actually really helps us. It spreads the word. Tells people why it's important. And um, the more you support these two little FAGs, mm-hmm. the more God will give you mm-hmm. back. And honestly, shout out to our straight audience. You True. guys are the GOAT. You are the real MVPs. And one day we'll have a straight person on yeah. that you can talk about. Maddie. <laughs> Maddie's on you, one of our <laughs> friends. She's coming on soon. Yeah. Um, but tell us what movies you want us to watch. Also, follow us our, our Instagram and our TikTok and our Twitter at Rainbow Rewatch. We post funny things. And um, we also do polls and like movie recommendations and we ask for all of your points of view. So if you like us and you want to engage with us, mm-hmm. engage with us, fight us, please kill us, kiss us, punch me, punch Liliana, not me. I'm too soft. <laughs> um, but that's it. Is there anything, is there anything else you'd like to say after um, expressing your love and devotion for all of our listeners? Um, you're all invited to my wedding. I'm getting married to myself. And it's going to be very Sue Sylvester. You're going to walk down the aisle in a white dress with a scarlet A on your chest. Yeah. A for anyone can fuck me. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm in an open relationship with myself. With yourself. So. Honestly, that's sort of Honestly, ideal. we all are. And that's on period, <laughs> hunty. <laughs> We're all in a relationship with ourselves. Period. You heard it here first. Love you so much, babe. And I love you so much. Bye. Bye.